0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Beef Up Front podcast here on Pick Swap Media. Um, wanted to start off today's show with just saying a big thank you to anyone and everyone who came out to the tailgate on Saturday, uh, this past Saturday, July 23rd for the Phillies game. It was a huge success. Um, we had over 75 people come through the tailgate, so uh, really good showing for our first one. Might try to do something for the Eagles come the fall, uh, but definitely going to be running it back with another tailgate next summer for the Phillies. So thank you again to everyone who came through. Um, like I said, a huge success was cool to see everyone wearing the beef up front tailgate shirts. Um, and and I really appreciate everyone's support, Uh, but without further ado, we'll get into our new episode for today. And today we're going to be continuing our fantasy football preview series, and we're going to be heading into the wide receivers. But, uh, before we start that off, uh, Just wanted to remind everyone of our sponsor, Um, SportsDisplays.com. Pickswap Media and Beef Upfront are partnered with them now. Sports displays are the creators of their unique product, the jersey mount, which can be installed to any surface and is significantly cheaper than the hundreds of dollars it usually costs to hang up um, sports memorabilia. So, Make sure to check out the link in our description and make sure to use the promo code PICKSWAP, P-I-C-K, SWAP, capital P and capital S with that um, at checkout for 10% off your products and as well as free shipping. So make sure to check that out, help them out, help us out and let us continue to grow the channel. Um, But like I said, today we're going to be continuing our fantasy football series and we're going to be getting into the wide receiver. So um, just like I've been doing on the the quarterback, I did on the quarterbacks and the running backs. I'm going to go to my Uh, my list from last year and kind of give you guys my, my picks from last year and we can see how we did not run from the past, going to own up to some of our mistakes, but, uh, kind of talk highly about our, our hits as well. So one guy I wanted to target Keenan Allen ninth on ESPN, he finished 15th, uh, Dealt with some injuries, but still a pretty solid season there. Robert Woods, 14th on ESPN. I think I saw he was wide receiver 17 when he tore his ACL in the middle of the season. Uh, He wound up fishing 48th, so you can't really do anything about that with the injury. LaVisca Chennault, I was really high on him. I think he could have a pretty solid year this year with Jacksonville as well. Uh, He was ranked 42nd on ESPN, but as we know, terrible year last year. For everyone in Jacksonville, he finished 69th. Antonio Brown, 44th on ESPN, uh, wound up finishing 57th, but he only played in seven games. He was extremely productive when he played When we saw him run off the field at MetLife Stadium and, and probably the last time we'll ever see him run off in an NFL field. So that one was uh, when he was on the field and he was playing, he was super productive, but then who knows what's wrong with Antonio Brown anymore. So um kind of just chalked that one up as a as a 50 50, I guess. And then Jalen Waddle, I really wanted to target. This was one of my better hits, I think, out of any of these position players. Um, I had He was 45th on ESPN coming into the season last year. He finished as a 21st receiver. So that was a really good hit. Then we had to avoid. We wanted to avoid Amari Cooper. He was 15th on ESPN. Um, he finished 26. So that's a good hit there. Deontay Johnson, 18th on ESPN. He finished 12th. So kind of a, a miss there, I guess you could say. Jamar Chase, this was. Probably my biggest miss out of anyone. Remember last year, there was all the reports that he couldn't catch the ball. He couldn't separate. Um, and then he just came on and ripped, ripped apart the NFL last year. He was 25th on ESPN going into the year. He finished third. Um, Michael Thomas, 35th on ESPN. That was obviously a great hit. If people drafted him, they didn't get any games out of him last year. He did not play a single snap. Um, all I had in my notes was this Thomas and Sync Situation seems like a dumpster fire. Stay away. So if you stayed away from that, that was wise. And then this one was uh, kind of unfortunate, had nothing really to do with football. But Henry Ruggs, 50th on ESPN, we know what happened with him uh, with with the car accident. Um, He finished 74th, so I guess you could say that was a hit, but for for unforeseen uh, circumstances. But we will get into this year's receiver group now. this is like as deep as a group that I I can really remember. There's so many talented receivers and it was really hard to find five guys that like I would want to avoid. And I kind of talk about that throughout um, my rankings here, but I'm not necessarily saying avoid them, but maybe more so draft with caution. Um, A lot of these guys on on my avoid list are guys who I think are in situations with a lot of unknowns Um, when it comes to fantasy. You want two things, I think. You want a guy who's going to be reliable and is going to play, and and you kind of know a situation, and then two, a guy with upside. Some of these guys have some upside, but you don't really know the situation that they're going to be in. So I'll talk about that more with some of these guys that I'm talking about avoiding. But to start it off, we're going to be talking guys that we're looking to target. So one guy who I think really flies under the radar year after year and his health could, could be one of the reasons why is Brandon Cooks. He's 19th on ESPN. I'm definitely looking to target him this year. When he's healthy and when he's on the football field, um, he consistently produces no matter the situation. Only time he finished below wide receiver 20 in fantasy football was 2015, and that was due to injury. Um He had 90 receptions last year, 1,037 yards and six touchdowns in Davis Mills' rookie season. And I'm expecting a better year this this season from both uh, Mills as he enters his second year in the NFL and another good year for Cooks. He's still only 28 years old. It feels like he's been in the league for a while now, but he still has elite speed and his production is just undeniable. He also plays for a team that I think is going to be trailing, going to be winning like maybe four or five games this year. So they're going to be trailing in a lot of games, giving them a lot of opportunities to be a productive fantasy player, picking up those key garbage points. So. Um, he was ninth in target share amongst wide receivers I share in fantasy, and I expect those numbers to be really similar again. So he's one of the more underrated fantasy players I think coming into this year, and I don't think a top fifteen uh, finish is out of the out of the realm of possibilities. Number two on our list of guys we're looking at target Amon Ross St Brown. Number twenty on ESPN as of right now. He finished last year on an absolute tear, and I think cemented himself. As the number one passing option in the Lions offense going forward until we see Jamison Williams maybe get on the field and be healthy, but I'm on Ross St. Brown as that number one option, I think right now, even over TJ Hawkinson Uh, with Jamison Williams, like I said, most likely to start the season um, missing games due to his ACL recovery. I expect St. Brown to pick right where pick up right where he left off last year in PPR leagues from week 13 to 18 he was wide receiver number three um, he had double digit targets and at least eight catches in all those games so he was a PPR monster down the stretch he showed that he's a, a really savvy route runner really able to get open underneath and he reminds me a, a lot of Hunter Renfro in the sense that he's going to be a guy who's a safety blanket for his quarterback and he's going to be consistently getting key key catches and key first downs and that's a I think a good thing for fantasy um, he's especially if you're in ppr formats he's not going to be a guy averaging like 20 yards of reception but he's going to be getting you you know seven to eight catches each week maybe around 80 yards and a score you'll take that week in and week out um not super explosive but like i said solid consistent gets open and fills up that reception column i think the best is yet to come for him and when jamison williams joins that offense he uses his speed to take the top off the defense it's just, just going to open up more stuff underneath for amon St. brown so Uh, I like him to have another good year and pick up where he left off last year. Number three on our list, a guy who I'm super high on this year. I think he has uh, some of the highest upside out of any of the receivers in in fantasy football this year. And that's Jerry Judy of the Broncos. 25th on ESPN right now. I think he could be the receiver that benefits um, the most from anybody any receiver or tight end, getting a new quarterback, um, getting Russell Wilson in there, I think is really going to open up his game. He struggled a bit with drops early in his career, but he's one of the best route runners in the league consistently gets great separation. If he's just improved his hands marginally um, over the off season with Russ in the fold now as well, um, he should easily be a, a top 20 fantasy receiver. The Broncos have the easiest schedule this season. Also for fantasy wide receivers, So I expect the AFC West as well to be a super high scoring division with all these high profile quarterbacks allowing a lot of shootouts to be happening and chances for Judy to accumulate a lot of fantasy points. I think he's going to be a PPR monster this year uh, with the best quarterback by far that he's played with in his young NFL career with Russell Wilson in the fold. He should be in for a big season. Seeing him at 25th, I was surprised. That's a guy I'm definitely uh, looking to buy some stock in this upcoming year. Number four on our list. I was very surprised to see this receiver, uh, that is this talented, this low and that's Allen Robinson, 35th on ESPN. I thought it was a typo when I first saw it. Um, he's on the Rams now if people forgot, um, no longer with the bears or the Jaguars, he's the main quarterbacks he's played with in his, in his NFL career have been Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky. So he's produced three seasons of over a thousand yards and two other seasons, which he's had over 750 yards. Um, he has battled injuries. He's missed games, uh, Several seasons throughout his career. So that's one reason why he might be pushed down a little bit just because he's expected probably to miss at least two or three games a year. Um, but now he slides into an elite offense with by far the best quarterback of his career with Matt Stafford in the Rams. He's most likely going to play that role that Robert Woods and Odell Beckham Jr. played last year for the Rams behind Cooper Cup. And he definitely has upside to be a top 20 receiver this year. And if Cup misses time um, and Allen Robinson's able to stay healthy and slide in, maybe play that wide receiver one role, a top 10 finish I don't think is out of the question. He's a very, very good player and has played with below average quarterbacks for the majority of his NFL career. I think he has a chance to have a very big season and and potentially be one of the surprise players and one of those guys that we call a quote-unquote league winner in fantasy football this year just because of the value you got him at. And the last guy out of this group of five that we're looking to target in fantasy football this year for wide receivers is Christian Kirk, new receiver for the Jags, 41st on ESPN. Kirk got a big payday this offseason by the Jags, locking him in around $18 million per year. I think that shows that the Jags really wanted him, and they're really going to be making him that featured receiver in that offense. They let DJ Chark walk as well. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to take a big step up in year two under Doug Peterson and show off his talent and his ability to throw the long ball to Christian Kirk. Kirk finished 26 last season, and he was wide receiver two in Arizona. Now he's a number one on a team that is, like I was saying with Brandon Cooks, likely going to be trailing a lot, giving you a lot of opportunities to get some of those garbage time fantasy points. He posted 77 catches last year for 982 yards and five touchdowns, and he was, like I said, wide receiver two for most of the season before Hopkins got hurt. So I expect those numbers to be very similar this year, if not higher, and he's going to have a very high target share. He finished 26 last year, like I said. This year he comes in ranked at 41st. I expect him to at least finish 26, potentially even higher. Now we're going to go to five guys that we're going to be looking to avoid. Like I said, fantasy receivers are so good. It's, it was, it's so hard to pick some of these guys, but it's based on their rankings. I think you could get some better value later or potentially with some other picks uh, at different spots. To start it off, we have T. Higgins. We're going to look to, like I said, not necessarily avoid, but not I'm not really targeting them, uh, not really actively trying to get them in my drafts. I think – the, some of these guys' values are misvalued, and, and that could uh, potentially make them have a disappointing fantasy season uh, according to their rankings, I guess you could say. But um, there's so many talented guys, and I don't think all of them are could be valued as high as uh, they potentially are. So Higgins is a really good player, but he's the number two receiver in his own offense, and there are a lot of good options for the Bengals, which makes me want to avoid him as a number 11 receiver, according to ESPN. If he was ranked around like the 20 range, where maybe like you swapped him with like a Brandon Cooks, I could see him uh, being a, a guy I would probably list as a target, but I'm not confident in him this season to finish as a borderline top 10 guy after finishing at number 24 last year. And he also had uh, you also have Jamar Chase on that offense. Joe Mixon catches a lot of passes out of the backfield. Tyler Boyd's still there as well. So this is a team, they went out and picked up Hayden Hurst as well, a team with a lot of targets, um, and Jamar Chase is going to be a top five guy most likely again. So it's going to be hard for Higgins, I think, to finish with that number 11 ranking. So that's a reason why I'm looking to avoid him in my drafts. Number two receiver we're looking to avoid, a household name at the receiver position in the NFL. That's DK Metcalf, 18th on ESPN. I think the Seahawks have the potential to be one of the worst teams in the league this season. That could be good for garbage time points like I've talked about with some of these other guys. But with Drew Locke at the helm, I'm not very confident in DK being able to get the ball he's not really known for his route running he's really known for his deep speed and that's where him and Russ have really thrived on over the years so that can mean like I said that could mean a lot of potential garbage time points with the Seahawks being bad this year for guys like DK and Lockett but I'm not confident in the quarterback situation whether it's Drew Lock or Geno Smith playing um to draft one of these guys this year so I'd rather take on a, sh- a shot on a guy like I talked about earlier Brandon Cooks maybe a guy like Rashad Bateman with a better quarterback with, um, Lamar Jackson. He's going to be the number one receiver there. Maybe even Juju sliding into a a good role and a good spot with him with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, I just feel like DK's production this year is really going to be a big-time unknown. Um, Really benefited from that deep ball. Russell Wilson, probably the best deep ball throw in the NFL. I think it's just really hard to trust him this year going into fantasy, especially with so many good receivers ranked behind him. Third guy we're looking to avoid, Amari Cooper, 24th on ESPN. He was on this list last year. So he's going to be on it again. Let's see if I can uh, go two for two with him. Like I said, last year, I think he came in at 15th to start the year and he finished at 26. So another player where too much unknown, in my opinion, to be a trusted fantasy resource this year. Um, the Deshaun Watson situation as recording this on December, or December, excuse me, July 26th, still no decision on that suspension. So um, I think... He's going to be suspended for some time, at least four games, maybe even more. That gives you Jacoby Brissett in there as his temporary starting quarterback in Cleveland, which takes Amari Cooper's down value down uh, a pretty good bit in my eyes. So Cooper had a down year last year as well. He only missed two games, but he failed the top 70 catches or 1,000 yards. Uh, could he potentially be on the downturn of his career? Maybe. Um, he is the clear-cut number one receiving option in Cleveland and should receive a good chunk of that that target share. But like I said with DK, the unknown worries me, and I feel like there are safer options behind him that provides uh, similar value when they're at the peak of their game. Last two guys on our list. We'll go to number four now. Marquise Hollywood Brown, 26 on ESPN. Uh, reported to training camp today. He's on the NFI right now, the non-football injury list. He has a hamstring issue. Not sure how serious that is, um, but that's something to definitely monitor going forward throughout training camp. But this another one for me where i feel like there's a lot of unknown that's a big thing with these fantasy receivers for me if i'm going to take a chance on a guy who has potential to be a really good player and then he also is in like a safe spot where you know what you're getting from him week in and week out with the quarterback situation um barring any health issues and just being a part of a a good offense and i think the hollywood brown situation is a big unknown for me Um, he enters a new situation with the cardinals where hopkins where once DeAndre Hopkins returns from his suspension after six games, I believe it is, he's going to be the number two options. And there are also there's also a lot of options in this passing game when they're all fully healthy. Hopkins, Zach Ertz is back. Rondell Moore is an emerging talent. Uh, James Conner is a pretty good receiving back. Kyler Murray runs the ball a lot. James Conner is going to get his carries. So I'm not really sure he's going to get like a lot of targets in this offense and how much they'll really pass the ball. They did just pay Kyler that big deal. So we'll see if they really, you know, open up the offense more and allow him to just kind of throw it all over the yard. But I think they want to keep him healthy because what we've seen from the Cardinals over the past few years, they've really faltered down the stretch. So I think they want to limit the amount of hits. Um, that Kyler takes and might, they might be get, working, getting the ball out of their hands quicker. Um, and Hollywood Brown's more of like that deep threat type receiver. So I don't really know his his pure role in this offense. And it's, I think it's a major question mark and a big unknown. Um, I think the addition has been a bit overhyped due to the reunion between Kyler and Hollywood from their, their times back in the day in college. So I'd rather take a shot on some other guys listed below uh, him currently on ESPN, like Corlin Sutton, Michael Thomas coming back. Adam Thielen, Rashad Bateman, or an Allen Robinson who are ranked below Brown. So guys like that, I would rather prefer to target uh, than Hollywood just because of the, the unknown situation that he's going into in Arizona. And the last guy on our list of five guys that we're looking to avoid for fantasy receivers this year, Chase Claypool, 44th on ESPN right now. Like like I've been saying throughout this whole thing, the common trend with these receivers is the unknown at the quarterback position and the kind of the offense that they're in. Is it going to be Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett playing quarterback for the Steelers? Will either of them be any good in the system? We don't know. Claypool only had 59 catches last year, 860 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, So a bit of a step down from that impressive rookie season. But that was with Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback, playing with basically half an arm with uh will either of these guys be any better though it's a major unknown we don't know so i i'm not really comfortable picking a guy like chase claypool in this situation i feel like this is an offense that's going to be have a real strong run first identity with Najee going into a second year and they're going to be playing on the back of their defense kind of limiting the upside other receivers so you could do worse than chase claypool with his value all the way down here at the 44th receiver um because he's going to receive a lot of targets in this offense alongside Deontay Johnson and Pat Friermuth most likely. But Najee Harris catches the ball a crap ton out of the backfield as well. So I'm not really going out of my way to target him in fantasy this year. Uh, But if you came away with Chase Claypool from your draft, you shouldn't be feeling ashamed or kind of bad about that pick. I think he'll be a solid player, but not a guy I'm necessarily looking to target. I don't really think he has that much upside. And just like I've been saying with some of the, most of these other guys, the unknown uh, scares me, and I feel like there's other guys out there that are safer options. But to run right through, uh, again, the guys that we're looking to target, Brandon Cooks, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jerry Judy, Allen Robinson, and Christian Kirk. And guys we're looking to avoid include T. Higgins, D.K. Metcalf, Amari Cooper, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, and Chase Claypool. And that'll do it for this episode episode of the beef up from podcast here on pick swap media we will have one more fantasy episode coming out with tight ends and then we'll be getting into some potential gambling stuff as well as divisional previews hoping to get this deshaun watson situation all cleared up and really allow me to kind of focus in on and do these divisions and kind of have a, a clear scope of the vision of my uh what i think the nfl season is going to wind up being so once again, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Beef Front podcast on PickSwap Media. Please like, subscribe, tell your friends, um, share it, social media, do all that good stuff for us. We appreciate it, and we will talk soon.